Welcome to the Triad House Hunting Podcast. Hey guys, it's Ramon Melli. I'm a licensed realtor here in the Triad. I'm not here to help you become a millionaire real estate investor. I'm just trying to help you buy your next home, maybe even your first. I'll share stories with you of some of my former clients, let you hear from the people you might meet throughout the process, and even some funny moments. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's get hunting. Now, Triad House Hunting with Ramon Lamelli. Hey guys, this is Ramon Lamelli. Once again, thanks for listening to the uh, Triad House Hunting Podcast. Today we got Jason uh, with People's Home Equity out of Kernersville. He's the branch manager over there. We've done. Uh, we've been working together for quite a few years. Isn't that right, Jason? Yeah, it's been quite a while. Maybe yeah. three years. Three years. Three years. Tons of transactions. Thankfully, it's uh, been mostly. Uh, Mostly uh, great uh, dealing with him. I'm just kidding. It's all been great. Uh, he's here today to talk about some uh, current trends and, uh, you know, what buyers need to know. Well, we were speaking earlier uh, about some uh, things that are happening right now with um, people going on online and thinking that they got a uh, credit karma credit score. And oh, the, the whole online, this is my score type thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that, that. Yeah, because my credit card tells me I have a credit karma score, and I'm like, hmm, that doesn't look too bad. Right. Now, there's some credit cards that do give you scores from Experian or TransUnion right, so there's or three. Equifax. Right, there's three. And I, I'd probably put some faith in those scores. But the, what I see is someone who, um, one of the first questions I ask is, have you had your credit pulled recently, or do you know your score? Right. Uh, and I actually had one yesterday that... Um, gave me their score, and I said, where did you get that number from? And it was from Credit Karma. Um, it was completely different than when I pulled the credit. It was not even close. So Credit Karma is free. Yeah. Therefore, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's something to be said there, right? Right. There's something to be said there. I've seen Credit Karma be close before. Yeah. I've also seen them be 40 points low. And 40 points high. Oh, wow. Okay. So if someone says, hey, I credit karma Sam. I'm a 600 FICO. Um, I've pulled it and seen a 640, and I've pulled it and seen a 560, which in the lending world is the difference between a pre-approval and a denial. Not only that, there's some loans that, if I'm not mistaken, that you need a certain credit score That's for. Correct. So maybe you qualify for this one, but not the one you really wanted. That's correct. And, and that, that, and that applies to a lot of different products, such as that down payment assistance. Oh, okay. Well, down payment assistance requires a 640, 640. Yeah. Whereas uh, a VA loan, Veterans Administration yeah. loan, uh, can go down. I've seen them go down to 560. Oh, wow. So um, certainly that, that number determines a lot about what a customer can and cannot potentially do. Gotcha, gotcha. So be careful where you're getting your credit score from um how long does the application take because a lot of the feedback i get is like yeah i'll call them you know i work nine to five i can never call them and i always try to push that well, well a lot of misconception has to do with the application process um, yeah the way that we do it is we take it preferably via phone so we can interact with the client yeah and ask them if they ask a question be able right. to answer that question um, usually takes me about eight minutes. Eight minutes, wow. Yes. There's no documentation required, meaning you don't have to send in your taxes. You don't have to send in your pay stub. You don't have to send in your W-2. We take what you tell us as fact and base it on that. It's a pre-qualification, right. meaning that 
So as just long don't as, lie. As, as long, long as, as that, lying that information can be verified, <laughs> yeah. then you have no issues. Right. Now we will, if the if a customer is very like tight. What I mean tight is is ratios. And what are ratios? Just explain that <clears throat> briefly. Is gross income mm -hmm. monthly divided by total outgo? Okay. Monthly. And total outgo is what's on the credit report. Right. Okay. So not your bills, not and... other like cell phone. Direct TV, that has nothing to do with it. Okay. Credit cards, auto payments, other type of loans that are on the credit report. Right. We basically add them up and divide. And those ratios determine how much of a property you can afford. And not only that, different loan types have different ratios. Different ratio requirements. Right. Correct. FHA and VA allow a higher ratio than, say, a conventional or USDA loan. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, so so that's definitely something to, to look into. Um, so we need to uh, make sure that we're aware of where we're getting credit score from and, and uh, what kind of loan we qualify. So what are the, some of the um, loans out there available and why are there so many different types of loans? Well, there's loans are based on, you know, we try and individualize them to the, the client themselves. And a lot of it's based on down payment. Down payment, yeah, big one. So when the client says this is what I want to put down, then we pretty much tailor the loan to that. It really okay. determines what type of loan. Is that what normally so they tell you? They say, hey, I don't want to, I have this much to right. put down. Yep. Okay. And so if some a customer says, I have 20% to put down, we put them in a conventional, conventional. product. Mm -hmm. If a customer says, I have 5% to put down, they may can go conventional or they might can go FHA, FHA Federal Housing Administration. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, one of the things about loans that when I first got in the industry that uh, that I uh, had a hard time understanding or, or it took me a while to get the hang of was, you know, there's uh, loans that are location specific, like, you know, USDA, and then there's uh, loans that are, the, uh, they have a lot of conditions for the property because everybody, it felt like for a while, especially back in the uh, 2010 through 2014, everybody wanted a foreclosure. Everyone would call yep. and say, I want a foreclosure. But... They didn't understand that uh, for the most part, most typical loan types aren't really geared towards a foreclosure because of the condition of the property. Correct. Um, so do you have um, any advice there? Most people should know what kind of loan, what kind of loan requirements the, the, the loan has on the actual property. Well, a lot of what I see is the, the foreclosure market has dried up, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really. There's no so, deals anymore. So there's a shift there yeah. to where it's now a seller's market. Oh, yeah. We've and, that. you know, it's it's just a shift. But as far as collateral is concerned, as a lender or as any financial institution, they want good collateral. So we want to make sure, and it's usually done through an appraisal. Right. That there's no issues with the roof or no issues with this or that, or the foundation. Right. Because we don't want something that would cause that occupant or that borrower to move out because of the condition of the collateral and say, well, I'm not going to pay anymore. Right. And then the, now the bank owns it. Exactly. Which, and they own something that's, you know, and they, faulty or... Has, right. And they may have to sell it for 30000 less than the, what was borrowed on it. And the bank's going to be a hard time for a bank to take a loss. Right. So yeah. that's, it's just kind of a, you know, if you think through it, it, it does make sense yeah, that we want good collateral. What uh, documentation do you typically require someone from like day one to closing? I know that it, um, it seems like an extreme amount, but really it all makes sense. 
it seems like a lot large amount of paperwork, but it just it kind of all makes sense once you think about it. So what kind of documentation do you require to, to get a loan? Well, as most people know, what happened back in 08, you know, 07, right. 08, 09. A lot of playing with was um, a lot of loans went bad, Yep, obviously. So uh, a lot of those loans, lenders did not verify income. They didn't verify assets. Um, there was just very loose mm -hmm. regulation. No doc loans I heard of? Yes. This was so, before I was in the business, by the way. Just yeah. uh, no one can blame me. Well, everybody said liar loans. So <laughs> no doc loan, yeah, no doc right. loan, liar loans. So obviously, no one wants two thousand eight, two thousand nine to happen again. Right. So there's a lot of regulations in place, but we do require. I mean, pretty basic stuff is two months of bank statements, tax returns, two pay stubs, W uh, twos. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we kind of take all that information. And we may need more documentation regarding that information. Right. But it's just a matter of, you know, an underwriter looks at the file and they decide what other documentation we need. Yeah. And it's not... And what, it's, what is an example of other documentation an underwriter may need? They like may a need... A letter um, of explanation... Yeah, a letter of explanation or sourcing a deposit. Gotcha. Say you have a three thousand dollar deposit on your bank statement. Well, we want to know where that came yeah, from. Yeah, make sure it's, yes. it's make legit. sure it's legit. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, just just items like that that protects both the investor and the client. Cool. You know what's a good advice or what's a good thing to bring up is um, things people should avoid during transactions that both the realtor and the lender uh, should let the the buyer know to avoid during the transaction. You mean in the process of from the contract to closing? Yes. Well, obviously don't open up any new credit. Right. Well, it might not be so obvious for people because I've had people like, well, I'm about right. to get a house. I need we, to get we, furniture. We, we tell them up front, do not open any credit. Yeah. Do not have your credit pulled. Do not open up any credit mm. because that can affect the overall uh, decision. Right. What I mean by it is... Once you've gotten prequal, that's not the the end of the line because at the at the final clear, the final clear to close. Yeah. Every institution does a soft credit pull. Yeah. What that means is they ask the credit bureaus, "Hey, has this person opened up any new lines of and credit?" And this is typically time frame wise. When is this? Right before we close the loan. Like days? Like one day. Okay, like one day. Well, wow. one or two. So so don't do anything. Yeah. No, because we know. They do the day after closing. Yeah, <laughs> because we know. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. we find out. See, a lot of people think we don't find out. Right. But we find or, out. or like they think it'll take three or four days to, to right. hit. Uh, I had one. Thankfully, we it was delayed. I had one. This is very early on. Maybe my fourth or fifth deal. It was first time home buyer. Super excited to work with them. Um, the lender I was working with at that time did not. Maybe they did, but um, they didn't listen, or maybe the lender didn't tell. Them. I can't remember. It's been almost five years ago now. But um, I just remember feeling so bad because. They went out to um, Ashley Furniture and got on credit, uh, sofa, and uh, so their not only their credit score changed, but also their debt to income changed. Yep. Which, uh, which, thankfully, everything was okay. But the bank had to. Yep. Um, they actually, what ended up happening, if I remember correctly, um, was that they had to get their parents to pay off that credit card. Yep. Then there was a letter of explanation for that, and basically delayed it for like four or five days. Yep. Thankfully, everything was still okay. We were able to close. It just kind of broke my heart that I just caused them so much uh, like stress and heartache. I felt like I felt partially responsible, even though you know I feel like uh, 
I yep. wonder should have uh, taken that. Do that not do, or if or if you plan on doing anything, just ask your loan yeah, officer. Yeah, just give them or a call. Or your lender. And they'll they'll things, tell you which, what to do and what not to do. And one of the things I love about um, non-traditional, and by what I mean by that is non-brick-and-mortar kind of lenders where, where you do have a physical office, but uh, you actually have someone that I can contact. We actually answer our phone. Yeah, you actually answer your phone. <laughs> you know, and if it doesn't have to be after, if it's 530, you know, you don't have to wait till the next day. You can just, uh, you know, shoot a text out or shoot an sure. email out and it'll probably be responded to mm-hmm. fairly quickly, which I love. Well, that's why most realtors and probably if you boil it down to most clients, prefer dealing with someone local yeah, versus a big box organization such, right. such as a Quicken or such as a Bank of America. Both, right, 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 right. Yeah. So um, what can different banks offer different uh, loans? In other words, do most loans, do most banks have the same loan types or they're all different depending now, on the bank? Most banks will have the same loan types, yeah, but more stringent requirements. Such as who will um, have more stringent requirements? Typically, big box banks okay. will ha- will want will, will err on the side of being conservative. Right. So even though FHA allows, let's just say five eight or six hundred, a five eighty score. Right. The bank said, "Well, our minimum six forty, and they're right. allowed to do that." And and why would someone do that? Just why would a bank do that? Yeah, to lower the risk. Okay. Okay, well, that makes sense. Because yeah. it's it's just like a you know, a risk curve. Right. So statistically speaking, delinquencies or foreclosures or whatnot happen yeah. more often on a client with a 600 FICO than a client with a 640 Right, FICO. right, right. And that they have sense. all the, anal- you know, all the analogy or the, um, the data, the algorithms, all that from years and years and years of lending yeah. to back Risks. that up. To, to they, know could the risks. T- they could tell you to a percent, and they'd be how down. many people? How many will people will default? Default, yeah. Yes, That's kind of crazy how, yep. how statistics and, and data works. If you really look at it, it's kind of. It's kind of uh, amazing. Uh, well, that's good to know. So, big box lenders will basically offer you the same product um, mm-hmm. that anyone else can. The only thing is that number one, they only work nine to five, and well, you're on their timeline. And you're on their yeah, and. and you know, they don't rely to, on your business, so you're on. It's their not their primary, right? You know, they they, they no, have a lot of other things. It's, I mean, they could have twenty applications in front of yours. Mm-hmm. You're just, we'll get to you when we get to you. We and have a lot of clients. And when we're in a market where we need to move so fast, it's just not convenient you're at a disadvantage. to wait three, four days, and then Memorial sure. Day, three day weekend, we won't get it till Tuesday. I'm still showing sure. houses. I'm still writing contracts on Sunday and Monday, Memorial Day. You know, right? So uh, we can't pause for things like that. So. Um, it's definitely something to consider when when applying for a loan. Um, so we got the FHA, which is I would say the most common. FHA and what is seems to most FHA, common. just because you know a lot of people may not know what that stands for. What does that mean, FHA? Oh, Federal Housing Administration. Gotcha, and that means it's a government guaranteed loan. Government backed. That's government backed loan. Mm-hmm. And what does the government have to do with this loan? Uh, well, they just insure uh, a portion of it. So the banks will will feel more comfortable lending. lending. Okay. So they're not going to take a if something goes bad on that loan, the bank doesn't have to eat the whole thing. And that's kind of what happened with the crisis in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't really FHA loans. It was more subprime adjustment. Yeah, more loans that were packaged and sold 
has investment securities on Wall Street that went gotcha. bad. Well, I'm going to fall asleep if we keep talking about that. Yep. That stuff is so complicated. But um, you have your basic loans are USDA, which is a 0% down product. And when would I use a USDA? This is a, a one I feel like uh, we, I, I would push as much, uh, as much as I can. USDA is more for the rural setting. So you're not going to find a USDA property in downtown Winston-Salem, right. downtown Greensboro. But like Davidson County mm-hmm. is pretty much all USDA. Or Davie, where and I And you live. can go online, USDA. I believe it's .gov, but I just Google. Well, just Google USDA North Carolina eligibility. Yep. And link comes up. Link comes up, address. goes in, type in the address. It says yes or no. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say maybe. Yes, yes or, or no. no. It's in the map or it's outside the map. Right. Yes. And there's a couple other requirements with USDA. You only can, you know, it's, it's income limited, so... You can't make four hundred thousand a year and qualify for USDA. Gotcha. Um, there's income limits, and I think most of the one that we see is seventy five thousand household income. Okay. Uh, so if you make seventy five thousand less as a household, all members, right? Then and you have uh, your FICO score over six twenty, typically you may qualify for USDA. Cool. And that's a zero percent down product. Um, the second product is VA. VA is also a zero percent down product. Of course, that's only available to veterans, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't have an li- income limit, nor oh. does it have a property restriction. Okay. Well, that's good. So you're not geographically nope. limited to a certain area. That's, that's good to know. So then conventional, and the benefits of getting conventional uh, a conventional loan is uh, well, the- FHA is 3.5% down. Right. There's no property limit, meaning that it's location location limit and but there is a uh, income limit on fha there's not there's not any, okay good people good. think that but there's not okay. now there is a loan limit and i believe that's 280 something thousand. you know what that's what i meant that's what i was thinking. um so you can't go buy a eight hundred thousand dollar property with fha gotcha um and then uh back to what you were saying conventional mm-hmm. the conventional there's also a loan limit of i believe four hundred twenty four thousand. Above that, you have to go jumbo product. But jumbo loans. Um, conventional is typically between five percent down, all the way to fifty percent down. Um, but there's also a three percent down conventional product, and there's a one percent down conventional product. <laughs> well, and what would be but the, the box shrinks dramatically? As meaning the, the requirements. Correct. It's gets, a niche product, so gotcha. you have to have you know you have to meet this niche and this niche and this niche. And this is it niche. is it stricter and stricter? I think we've only had one person ever do a one percent down. Really? Because wow. no one else qualifies. could qualify. Right, right, right. So, so you might have to have a little bit of money down if you're looking to be in the in a non-rural zone. Um, yeah. And uh, so then there's uh, we talked about the FHA, VA, USDA, conventional. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there Those any are other, the four main ones. The four main ones. Okay, I was going to ask if there's any other because I see mostly USDA and. Well, FHA primarily, almost. Yeah, we see mostly FHA. Ninety percent, I would say, person. But the the gist of it is, is you want to talk to an expert, give them your scenario or mm-hmm. your ideal, and that pretty much will determine your product. Yeah. Um, you know, because not everybody qualifies for everything. Right. So based on what you, you know, what what's in your budget for payment. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to pay for your mortgage payment? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much do you have down? Right. Um, that all determines the product. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I talked about this in the last podcast. One of the um, 
one of the the toughest parts that I had to learn when I was becoming a, a realtor that you actually uh, helped me with was um, getting people to talk to a lender before we go out and see ten houses and waste everyone's time and gas and and then um, you know it turns out that they're not qualified or they qualify but not for this kind of property or not for you know they don't have the money for the loan that they qualify for right. because as you can see and I hope we haven't uh, bored you to, to death here but um, the there's a lot of loan types and there's there's a lot of things that have to um, do with them, so it's got to be you know maybe the location, maybe the condition, maybe your credit score, maybe the amount of money you have down. So there's a lot of things that go into the factor of what kind of loan works for you. Well, you don't want to set set your expectations of getting excited to buy a house, and then start looking at them and start doing this and going online to all these different properties without knowing what you qualify for. Exactly. Or if you qualify. Exactly. Because that's just a bigger letdown. Mm -hmm. So it's always, it's just kind of like what I tell our realtors, even I tell clients. I was like, when you walk into urgent care, yeah, <laughs> what's the first thing they make you do? Every time. You sign up, you uh, check in. Well, if you first time you've been, what do they make you do? You got to fill out the health questionnaire. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, the three page when you sit down. Sure. You take this and sit down, even if you're yeah. on fire. Dentist, gotta, same thing. Right, right, right. It tells you what are you allergic to? What how right. the pain? And is that optional? No, never. You don't see. They're not letting you through that door <laughs> unless you filled out that paperwork. Right. You're because not seeing a doctor until you fill that paperwork. Sure. Out. And it's the same <laughs> thing in our business. It's yeah. that you want to know what you. What your symptoms are, right. quote unquote. I'm I'm doing air quotes before right you now. before you're going to see yeah. a property, and, yeah. and it's just it's just the way. And you have to do it anyways. Right, you're gonna have to do it. So if you like this house and you want to put an offer on it, you're gonna be talking to if a you're lender. Serious buyer, you're gonna have to do it regardless, unless you're right. you have unless, to be a cash buyer, right. unless you have X amount of dollars sitting in your checking account, and you can do whatever you want with that. Yeah, I, you know, no, no realtor or no seller is gonna have a problem with that. Exactly, you write a check, but most people do not have that ability. Right. So they will have to talk to a lender and it's best to go ahead and get it out of the way. Mm -hmm. That way you know you know what your payment is, what what your proposed payment is, what house you know, do I look at this house versus this house? What's yeah. the difference? What's yeah, exactly. And then payment options, because a lot of times that's yeah. another big thing is... Um, Taxes could be different, varying yeah. by county. But see, like I feel like a lot of people go to Zillow and they're like, oh, my payment is going to be $300 for this $200,000 right, house. because they're looking online, which... And usually, if I'm not mistaken, one. that's giving them just the principal and the interest, which doesn't include the other items that are supposed to be escrowed in a, in a mortgage. That's correct. So you really need to talk to someone to give you real yeah. numbers to see what you're comfortable with. Sure. You know? Just um, makes sense. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, um, so how long is usually the, the process take from start to finish? I know we had one uh, um, that was a 12-day record setter, the, the fastest yeah, I've ever the done. Yeah, the 12-day record setter. We don't try and yeah, that's those. that's not. Uh, I think that's not ideal. No, it's not ideal. It was stressful, but everything went so smooth and yep. it just kind of happened. Yep, that was a good one. But, uh, um, but we had a pre we had appraisal before that deal. Yeah, we had a lot of we had the stars aligned. So when the stars align, we can move pretty quick. But normal turnaround time. Normal. Yeah, let's talk 30, about what they should expect. Thirty, 30 days. days. Okay, 30. and that's with the appraisal. Yep. Um, okay, so I usually try to do um, forty five day closing just in case there's anything. Sure. Time to fix things. Right, because you have up. this, you know, you have, you can have various potholes during the process. So yeah. delay in the appraisal, delay in the inspection. Yes. Problems with the inspection. Right. 
where they have to re, you know, do they want to fix this? Do they not? And that takes a week. Get well, a, that puts get a us contractor on contractor out there now. We're on the contract, right. so that puts us on hold. Yep. Um, so there's various. Issues. And then also, um, how quickly does the client get you the documentation? I think Correct. That that's a, that's some a do it quickly and some yeah. do not. I feel like some take it, like I've had clients take day off and just get everything over yeah. to the lender. I've had others that just kind of, you know, and, and just so people know, um, a lot of times I can meet with them to get this or that and the other and send it over sure. to the lender. If, if the lender is not available to meet, it can be scanned. There's a new software, if I'm not mistaken, that um, you can upload documents directly. Yeah, we, we send every client uh, links that they can upload documents. Yeah, so they don't actually have to go out and meet with you if, nope. if they have the capability. Everything's um, done electronically now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever done a transaction when you where you never meet the client? Or yes, you... all the time. <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah. Now, some, of course, visit our office and like yeah. to do... And like if you're more do... comfortable that with it, that's definitely an option. You're you're um, you're in Kernersville, right? Uh, I live in Kernersville. My office oh, is my in fault. Greensboro. Greensboro. That's where I was getting Guilford College Road. Guilford College. Off of Guilford College Road. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Cool, cool. Um, so do you have anything, um, well, do you have any stories or anything you'd like to share about anything that happened that was interesting or anything? No, I don't think the privacy laws allow me to share too many <laughs> Oh, stories. come on, privacy laws. But um, Advice for a new home buyer and then give me your, where you can be reached at if they want to. Um, no, I'm not, again, you know, my advice, if, if, if you're not 100% familiar with this process, which you're probably not, since the typical real estate transaction is once every six years, yeah, st- uh, statistically, um, is you got to talk to an expert. I mean, I do this every day, yeah. and I do it multiple times a day. Right. Um, and uh, again, my I think my job is just to answer questions. It's not to you, sell hey, somebody. Sell me on an application. Yeah. Sell me on using me as a lender. It's you have questions. Yeah. I have the answers, or, or I can get you the answers. Right, or I have a problem and you have the solution. Right, and, that, and that's basically it. It's just an avenue of information, and hopefully, um, you know, my interaction with that client will, in itself, sell my services. Great, great. So if people want to get a hold of you, is there a website or a... Well, I mean, I say call my cell phone directly. That's okay. the easiest way, 336-655-2162. You can call Ramon. He has my cell phone. Yep. But um, I don't like to direct people to not talking to me because I think that defeats the purpose of answering questions. Right, right. And most people do have questions, and I think that's everybody a, has questions, right? Whether so, they like it or not, they right. have questions. So you know, it's free to talk to somebody. They'll take it's five free. minutes, sure. and, and if you and don't, I've wanna... talked to countless clients that I've never even taken an application on. Yeah. Countless, which is that's my job is to answer questions. Exactly. Because maybe six months from then, they'll say, hey, that guy answered my question. I'm going to call him again. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that concludes another episode of the podcast. Hope we didn't bore you to death. Uh, If you need to get a hold of me, just give me a call at 336-909-1492. And please uh, subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. This is Triad House Hunting with Ramon Lamelli. 